Hi, and welcome everyone to season four of uh, the Ruin Habit Live show. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, before we get started, just want to acknowledge and thank our wonderful supporters and subscribers, particularly our Patreon subscribers, uh, whose awesome support enables us to upgrade our visual presentation via StreamYard uh, to be able to bring you the content and the guests you all enjoy so much. And I invite you all to also to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you don't miss any of our streaming content. Uh, subscribing to the channel puts you in the draw to win some exclusive Ruin Hammer merch like we're rocking tonight. Um, so click that subscribe button now. Uh, we reached, recently reached that 500 subscriber mark and we gave away our first piece of merchandise to one lucky subscriber. Uh, and we'll continue to do that whenever we reach a nominated subscriber milestone. Rue, how are you, mate? How's things? Mate, really good, thanks. And um, yeah, thanks. Uh, good evening to everyone who's watching. Siala, uh, the Clough stuff. Ken, welcome to you and to everyone who's watching us through YouTube. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, been uh, been good, mate. Uh, still doing the single dad thing while the wife's overseas. So yeah, I'm I'm, learning, I'm getting good at packing lunches and um, doing girls' hair, tying girls' hair into a bun and that sort of thing. So yeah, now getting there. Um, <laughs> uh, but bloody fizzing that the footy's back. How good is it? How good to have the NRL? Mate, awesome, eh? Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, and and speaking of that, we're going to be reviewing that fantastic Warriors win uh, from last Friday night. And, and we were very fortunate to be able to watch the game together. Um, you flew up to the Gold Coast on Friday and we were special guests at Dave and Nat Curran's house, along with um, a few of our, you know, our, our loyal Ruin Hammer crew. Yeah, mate, it's something that we've 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 watched game one together for the past two seasons now. We were at um, Sunshine Coast Stadium last year to watch us play the the Dragons uh, with Pricey. That was a bit surreal. Was uh, and the the year before, yeah, the year before we we watched the um, the win against the Titans at Central Coast Stadium. So yep. we've kind of made it our thing that we're. Regardless of where the team's playing, we're going to make sure we're together. Uh, as you said, we were very fortunate to be invited to David Nat Curran's place um, up on the Gold Coast there. Um, yeah, and, you know, living in different states, we just try to coordinate as many times as we, we can during the season to attend, you know, functions and, and games together. Um, but, yeah, it was the best way possible to watch the game amongst some great friends. Uh, David Nat opening up their beautiful house to us all. And it's always great to see people like, you know, Big Tooks and Rach, yeah. Token Julie, Ivan and Vanessa, all hardy, hardy Warriors supporters. Special shout out to, to Dave Curran as well. He's not doing too good at the moment. Yeah. He's um, had a bit of an operation over the weekend. So shout out to, to Dave, who I think is still in hospital. And, and shout out to you, Nat. Uh, if you need anything, you know, we're all, we're all here to support you. Um, you know, we're all just a phone call away. Yeah, get well soon, mate. Yeah, we're, all, we're thinking of you here. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. No. Well said. Like it was. It was a fantastic night, and it's even better to watch it amongst a group of um, party supporters, as you said. A great atmosphere there, and it, how good to get the win. Um, <laughs> speaking know. of that, yeah. Well, we're gonna put our magnifying glass over this game and give you our thoughts and opinions on it. Um, it was played in front of sixteen thousand six hundred at Sky Stadium in Wellington. And it was the Warriors of the great first up victory, this kickstart 2023. That does not happen very often. That's only our ninth um, round one win in our history of uh, 28 years. So shows how often we start on the back foot, which is never great. Mm. But, uh, yeah. On this occasion, we get the job done. The Warriors 20, uh, Kossi, Afoa, Nicole Klukstar and Wade Egan with the all-important match ceiling try. Johnson two from four. And for the Knights, 12 points came from Fitzgibbon and Hunt and Hastings, two from two goals. 
and there was just one change um, prior to kickoff. DWZ, he's out, and he's out for actually a month, I think they said, during the week. So good yeah. mate Ed Cozzi uh, called onto the wing and wearing the famous 23. I bet you he was pumped about that. Um, he loves wearing his jordan. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, there in the number 23. Fantastic. Um, we did have six club debutants as well. Braden Villiami, Temare Martin, Mitch Barnett, Jackson Ford, Murata Niakore, and Dylan Walker. And they became Warriors 273 through to 278, um, respectively. Yeah, congratulations to those six uh, club debutants. Each of them contributed... Uh, to the end result in their own way. Uh, and we will talk about them in depth a little later on. But first, we'll do a bit of a, bit of a brief snapshot of, of the key moments in the game. Uh, and then we'll get into a number of discussion points. Um, for me, firstly, it was just a result built on the back of, of defensive resilience. Um, you know, we spoke about that mm. over the weekend, you and I. We, we spoke about like last night when we were guests on... Um, on Arpai's uh, Hold the Ball channel, Hold the ball, uh, yeah. reviewing the game with him. Uh, yeah, and we had Webby on a few weeks back, and, and we spoke in great, he spoke in great length of, of the effort that the boys had put in over the, the offseason in regards to defence, and, and he spoke about an attitude and a commitment to each other, and I think we saw that in this game against the Knights. Mm. Um, mate, why don't you just break down the key moments of the game for us, and then, and then we'll have a discussion about um, some of the, the, the performers in that game. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Love to. Um, well, it got off to a terrible start. Let's face it. Um, the Knights on their first set putting up a bomb and um, star recruit Charles Nickel Cookster returned to his club, um, had a bit of a nightmare and dropped that one, put the Knights hot on the attack straight away. And um, in the ensuing set, uh, Caleb Ponga isolates Sean Johnson, putting uh, big Lachlan Fitzgibbon over for a try. Uh, yeah, sort of a poor attempted tackle from, from Johnson there that led the Knights to a 6-0 lead. We didn't get our hands on the ball till the fifth minute. Um, but I think from the very start, and we said this to each other while we were watching it, we just looked clunky and disjointed. And, of course, you would expect that as it's only round one. Um, plenty, And we had plenty of good ball early, but we didn't really throw too much at them. Um, mm. The goal line the goal line defence, though, that that, that uh, apart from that early try, it, it was very good all night. And um, it was highlighted our... Yeah, good mate Ed Cosley, he put a massive shot on Bradman Best um, early in that um, first half and caused an error. And the 13th minute, this was this was crucial. Tyson Frizzell, he um, went in awkwardly into a tackle and went off with a concussion and ultimately failed the HIA and he took no further part in that game. Um, and some some great some gr again some great defensive decisions from both Pompey and Cosley, and that that sort of continued throughout the night. And they put pressure on the Knights. And that was, again, something else that Webby mentioned when we were speaking to him, is he wants the Warriors to sort of a, a team to attack with their defence. And I think mm. we saw a bit of that. Like Pompey, they, they made some really good decisions, like rushing in and cutting and shutting down the play. Um, 25th minute uh, is when we get on the board with a great short ball from Tohu. He put uh, Mitch Barnett through a hole. And he shows great patience, actually, uh, not to force the pass to Sean Johnson, Amidst the Knights defenders, now on first glance, you're thinking, why doesn't he give the pass? But Sean Johnson was fairly heavily marked, so he showed great composure to take the tackle. And then quick hands uh, sees Cozzy uh, scoring in the corner. That was his 10th try in 17 games. Um, so that is a fantastic strike rate. Um, awesome strike rate. Man, it's really good. Yeah, so 10 tries in 17 games. Ed, SJ missed that conversion, so it's uh, four points to six. 
Then again, Ed, Ed can't get, uh, stay out of the action. Kick out the full. He catches it with his foot and touch. And um, we, so we go back on the attack again. SJ, SJ was looking quite good with the ball in hand. Um, his kicking game left a little bit to be desired for mine. But ball in hand, he was looking quite good. He made a bit of a break. Interchange of passing. Jackson Ford, he was involved in everything, um, especially in that first half. All things attacking. Mm. He was offloading. He was in support. Um, and in the next play, um, Wade Egan gives a short ball to Bunty close to the line. He's just too big. Um, he twists around and um, scores, and that gives us a 10-6 lead, 30th minute. And um, we go close again near Corey. Um, he's held up over the line. And um, we, we right before halftime, we force a dropout. The Knights go short, and... Um, as good a game as I think Pompey had, this showed that he still didn't quite uh, understand the basics of the game. Draw <laughs> dropout uh, was just bouncing along. I, I don't know whether he just couldn't resist it or what, but he pounced on it before it had gone to ten. And it could have been that could have been a gift two points for us in front of the sticks. So we could have actually mm. gone in twelve six at half time. So it shows that there's still a little bit of footy smarts lacking there. Um, but wasn't to be. Knights got the penalty. There was no time left. So ten six at half time. Um, a terrible start to the second half as well. Forty fifth minute. Uh, the Knights get uh, a bunch of set restarts, some quick hands, and they um, they strip us for numbers. Heimel Hunt goes over for the uh, goes over for a try in the corner. Hastings slots it from the chalk. So they go back up twelve ten, and. Um, yeah, we, we sort of starved a possession in the opening 10 minutes of the second half with only three sets. But then on our third set, um, Tomato Martin puts uh, Billy Army away, who finds CNK in support, scores his eighth try in eight games for the Warriors. There's another fantastic strike rate for you. Uh, before he yeah. left in 2017, he played seven games for the club and scored seven tries. Um, yeah, great great for CNK to, to get on the board in his first game back, and you can see how much it meant to him. Um, unfortunately, again, the kick was missed. 14-12 up. Josh Curran came onto the field amongst uh, rapturous applause uh, from our audience. And um, he, that's it almost scored <laughs> <in> his touch. <laughs> uh, bomb just sort of fell into his arms. And, uh, yeah, it was sent upstairs. And it was disallowed for a double knock-on. Um, then there came a sort of period passage of play where we had what the commentators referred to as seven sets of six on their line. It, was, it wasn't it mm. was exactly seven sets of six. There was about three or four set restarts um, yep. amongst them. And, um, and within that sort of passage of play, Phoenix Crossland finds himself in a sin bin. Then we had that tackle on Wade Egan, um, which, was yep. a, which was really just a back slam when you looked at the replay. Um, yeah. There's no, no, no attacking at the head or anything, but... Um, I think we got another offside penalty for that because he'd, he'd um, exposed the, the markers there. But, um, yeah, that was a bit of a worrying sign for me because we had all that ball and we just couldn't quite um, get the points. And it's something that's plagued us for the last couple of years. When we have back-to-back-to-back sets, we seem to just, well, in previous years anyway, sort of run out of ideas. We go for the charge over, barge over play and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. The Knights and the Knights end up getting the ball back from there, and then that completely swings the opposite way around. And for about ten minutes, 
um, the Knights had all the ball up our end, and that's when the goal line defence really came into play. Um, and there was some outstanding scrambling defensive plays, particularly from CNK. Firstly, um, he cleaned up a grubber and showed great desperation to get out of his own end goal area. But then I think that was the set of six where Sean Johnson found about 10 metres with his clearing kick. We only got back out to back out to the 40. So, again, we're straight straight back under pressure. And the, the play of the game for me was um, CNK's um, goal line tackle on um, Kalen Ponga um, to hold him yep. up. And it was inspirational play, RTS-like, as we said. And, um, you know, that, that yeah, huge play. And um, not long after that, Ponga ends up having to go off for the HIA. So, yeah, a bit of, bit of controversy about that. But um, I, I think that's due to his history. And the uh, independent doctor, which is a whole other topic of discussion um, that we yeah. could have. Um yeah, so we eventually, yeah, we eventually if the if the CNK if the CNK tackle was the best defensive play, probably the second best was Ed Cozzi's try saver. Um, a few plays later on, um, Heimel Hunt, who looks certain to score, Cozzi and um, uh, Adam Pompey showed great desperation, and it, it capped off a fantastic game for Ed Cozzi, a man who always seems to be under pressure. But there's no secret yep. that he's a favourite of ours, and he had a he had an outstanding game. The clearing kick um, is well chased, SJ's clearing kick, and Brevin Bess is put into touch, and that gave us rare possession in that second half at, at the other end of the field. Uh, Tommy Ale, who only came on in the last eight minutes, he made a superb carry. And then Wade Egan throws the huge dummy, huge no look dummy, should we say, and um, yeah, crashes crashes over next to the posts. Um, and yeah, Sean Johnson converts 20 points to 12 in the 74th minute, but we're still looking at each other going, are we home? You yeah. never know. You just never know. But no. anyway, this is a different team this year. And um, we we close out the result. And that was a very satisfying win for a round one performance. It was. I don't normally go off early when we have a, only an eight-point lead, but I think I went off at a minute, a minute and a half to go. very early. <laughs> yeah. I was up, uh, yeah, we're home, we're home. Uh, mate, you, you spoke about it. The, the two most important plays of the game for me, I know you can't win games unless you score points, but, yep. um, you know, I come from the old school where defence wins games, and it was the pair of, uh, of try-saving tackles in that final 13 minutes that ensured, you know, Webster's era at the Warriors got off to that winning start. Uh, as you said, with the side up 14-12 and, and in the midst of relentless pressure from Newcastle, uh, CNK held Kalen Ponger up over the line to stop a certain try. Um, we said it last night uh, when we were talking to Arpai at Hold the Ball uh, that if Reese Walsh was fullback in that game, Reese Walsh doesn't stop Kalen Ponger from scoring. Nothing against, yeah. you know, Walsh, yeah. talented no, no player. And, and yeah. No, nah, but, um, you know, uh, Chance is a, a much bigger bodied fullback. He's, he's in that mould of RTS, uh, did his apprenticeship under RTS. So, you know, he, le he learned quite well how to how to do that, uh, play that fullback role Cap quite well. Cappy and, last yeah. week, yeah, Cappy last week was saying that he, Chance is a superb defensive fullback. And, geez, we saw it yeah. first game. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and then uh, Adam Pompey arriving at the last second to help Ed Cozzi in, in stopping Heimel yeah. Hunt from scoring eight minutes from full time. Those, those two for me 
were probably the the real key moments of the game. And as I said earlier, you know, we had Webby on uh, three weeks ago and he spoke about defence being something that they've worked hard on in that off-season, that defensive attitude, uh, making sure you you make your assignment, using defence as an attack. Um, And I thought overall um, our defensive effort showed uh, tremendous resilience. And to think that that was the effort in round one where you you expect some mistakes and a little bit of laziness at times, it, it... it really bodes well for the for the rest mm. of the season moving forward. Um, and then to complement our our defence, we had some really good attacking stats in that game. Um, we had an 87% completion rate. Uh, we had eight line breaks, 31 tackle breaks, nine offloads, all really, really good positive attack stats for the game. Um, mate, I, I just want to briefly touch on a, a few key discussion points if we can. Um, sure. The back five. Uh, so, as you said, uh, Chance Nickel Cluckster coming back from the Canberra Raiders, playing his first game for the Warriors. Um, I thought he was outstanding in a perform- in his um, club return. Uh, that early mistake, the drop bomb that led to an early repeat set and a try, uh, was kind of brushed off James Maloney style. Uh, yeah. And I said that last night where it was kind of, you know, other guys can... can pr- um, you know, have that stuff get in their head and, well on and it. can change, yeah. yeah, change the whole, whole dynamic of the game. But Chance kind of just put it behind him, and he played a starring role in that Warriors win. Um, he got one try, two hundred and four run meters, three tackle breaks, two offloads, uh, and ten tackles. As you said earlier, eight tries in eight games. How did you rate Chance's return in the in the club colours, mate? Yeah, outstanding. Um, like we kind of knew what we were getting with him, but he just showed showed what he can do on both sides. As you said, both sides of the field, like superb defensively, showed great desperation and urgency. His positional play was fantastic. Great support play to score that try as well. And hey, it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. It is. It is. Um, we'll talk about your uh, one of your good mates. You, you, you've got his shirt on tonight, mate. Um, yep. Ed Cousy. Uh, yep. An outstanding performance. He's, he's a guy that's that's kind of been a bit maligned. He's come under a lot of criticism in the past, especially after that that horror game against the Storm last year on Anzac Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but people tend to forget that he made a, a tremendous comeback at the back end of last season. He, I think he scored he uh, seven or eight tries or nine tries at the end of last season in some really yeah, good performances. Yeah, just a handful of games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, he got the one try, 100 run metres, a tackle break, one line break, three tackles, but what important tackles they were in that, this game. Massive the game. tackles. And, yeah. They were, and and you, we talk about everyone talks about Marcelo Montoya, who who is uh, you know we call him hectic because he does everything at a hundred miles yeah. an hour, and and he is that kind of uh, intense kind of player. But I, I really thought Ed had the better of the opportunities on on Friday night, and really uh, you know took the ball by both horns and had a really great game. Your thoughts on on Eddie? Oh, mate, so proud of him. Um, yeah, I think that's his finest performance in first grade, to be honest. Um, that's that's yep. that was such a complete all-round game. He was solid. He, he took some. He was great under the high ball. Him and Pompey diffused quite a few um, bombs in situations. They, yes. were, they were doing favouring the AFL style over the head catch. I noticed. Um, mm. But yeah, that, that Ed, Ed was fantastic. Put pressure on the uh, the wingers and the centre in, in defence as well. A couple of great hits. That one on Bradman Best was was huge. And yeah, and then the the, the try saver on Heimel Hunt. He showed fantastic desperation, and that was maybe one sort of criticism of him last year, particularly in that yep. Storm game, is that he didn't follow through with the play. But maybe yep. he did it. He did it um, perfectly, and maybe probably saved our bacon there. 
Braden Viliami, mate, playing his first game for the club. Um, there was some great vision uh, of him on, I think it was on Thursday, uh, yeah, when yeah. he was presented with his, his uh, first club uh, jersey. Uh, jersey. Very highly emotional. Uh, yeah. He trialled really, really well. What did you make of, of his game on Friday night? Yeah, yeah, very strong. 150 run metres for a centre. That's massive. Um, yep. Yeah, one tackle break, one line break, um, and a try assist as well for Chance's try. Uh, but he looks, he looks great out there. Um, again, a bit of a journeyman. Um, he's yep. been at Parramatta, the Dragons. He's playing, played rugby league and rugby union in France. Yep. And, yeah, found his way back to the Warriors. But as you said, that, that jersey presentation, he was – he talked about all the different sort of uh, – this basically the journey that he's been on his rugby league career and it all sort of brought him to the Warriors and he felt like this is where he was meant to be and mate he looked he looked great out there. Um yeah. he did. And, and, and yeah, a man who a man who has a good pass on him as well, which is what we need yeah. in the centre. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's and that's what we said uh, you know, when we previewed the season earlier in the year. We we spoke about how we just want our set we we haven't got a lot of pace in our centres, but what we do have is yeah. we we want them to be Peta Hikuish, uh, where they can set up their Solid. outside man. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Marcelo Montoya, he, he had a, a strong game on the wing. He, he didn't come up with the 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 plays that everyone noticed in the game that kind of got the, on the highlight reel, but he still ran for two hundred four meters. He had four tackle yeah. busts, and, and Adam Pompey, who you spoke about before, um, he only had fifty four run meters, but defensively. Very, very good. He, he handled Brad. He was put out there to handle Bradman Best, and he yeah. handled, handled Bradman Best very well. I reckon he got the better of Bradman Best, and I'm not sure Vili Vallejo would have been able to do that job on Best. Yeah, this is the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the halves, mate. Uh, Tamari Martin. He showed that he's uh, comfortable in that role, directing the team around the park. Uh, what did you think of of his first uh, foray in a Warriors jersey? Yeah, yeah, very solid. Um, yeah, he he. He was very busy, made his tackles and defence very strong defensively. I think he'll be a fantastic foil for SJ. We keep we always end up talking when we talk about SJ, like oh he needs a foil. Like probably the last really good one that he had at the Warriors was Blake Green. So yeah, if um if Timato can come in there and play that that kind of role, um, yeah, it might just really complement Sean's game as well and unlock the best from him. But yeah, tomorrow, um, he I think he without um, being like outstanding, he was very solid in that game and yeah. involved in the, the lead up to the chance try as well. Yeah, and you spoke about being a four for SJ Johnson. For me, he looked more comfortable when Dylan Walker came onto the field, uh, particularly in those instances where Walker kind of went to uh, like a first receiver. And he, he, as we spoke about last night, he takes the ball running forward. He doesn't. He's not one of these guys mm. that. Um, standing there waiting for the ball from the from the dummy half, he he takes it at pace, which I thought brought uh, Sean into the line a bit more. Um, you know, Sean's far more dangerous and effective when he when he takes the line on, and we saw that in in patches in this game. There was, as you yeah, spoke yeah, about, did, there was yeah. that instance in the first half where he he kind of had a bit of a line break and he he found Jackson Ford uh, out on the edge there. Uh, it allows him, you know, so second half. Ball, yeah, you almost did it as well. He almost scored a solo yeah. try in the second half. Yeah. Let's let's hope he gets more confidence as the season goes on. You know, it's a new halves pairing with um, Tamari Martin. Um, so uh, yeah, we're hoping that this becomes the norm rather than the, the exception. You, you spoke a little bit before about his kicking game. Your thoughts on he, he kicked for three hundred and eighty-eight kick meters, but 
uh, none of them really memorable, were they? No, no. Like when, when I think about his kicking game, it, it's always just launching it for me. He, he just yeah. seems to kick it up in the air. I don't that it might it must be a tactic because like he he does it all the time, and you'd think that if the coach didn't want that, he'd stop doing it. But it must be a tactic yes. to get the defensive line set. Um, yeah, it just always seems that he, he he was just putting it straight up in the air instead of like looking for space with kicks. I suppose you don't want to give away a seven, seven tackle set. Um, his short kicking game wasn't great either. He didn't really force any line dropouts. Um, no. So yeah, that that was for me like that was the biggest concern I had with Sean's game um, was the kicking and ball in hand. He was he was solid and what we expect of him. So maybe yeah, maybe we shouldn't be too. Maybe we shouldn't do, be too critical of him with those those kicks that you're talking about. Uh, whereas he, we're we're not contesting them either, and maybe maybe he's putting them up there for our outside backs to maybe yeah. have a bit of a contest, and and they're kind of standing back waiting for the opposition guy to to take the ball and just and just get that tackle. Whereas you know if we contest it, maybe we we force an error, maybe we get the ball back. Um, like, who knows? Like, yeah, well, well, we contested it in that in that last five minutes where we got the ball back and scored that try. I mean, that shows yeah. what can happen when you put, put a bit of pressure on them. So um, that yeah, was pretty absolutely his, I mean, that, that was probably the, the chase that made that kick a little bit better on in that occasion. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Kickers are only as good as their chases. Uh, oh, yeah. Ken, Ken's the best yeah. times. Ken's saying what? his kicks for touch were poor. Must've been blowing an absolute gale there in Wellington or something. A couple of times he made like about one meter. With his, the uh, one from the yeah, the one from the kickoff on the out on the full that uh, yeah, that one there yeah, it, it, it was lucky if it went a meter. I mean, we're complaining. At least it went out. We we retained the ball. Yeah. and we had that set of six. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, made our forwards um, all off season. Uh, you know, uh, on the fan forums and even with our chats with Webster and Cappy, uh, it's it's our forwards that have been identified as our strength this season um mate i thought our, our starting front rowers laid a good platform uh afb he ran for 135 meters 40 post contact three tackle breaks 26 tackles and mitch barnett i think provided a, a lot of mongrel that we need in our forward pack he ran for 100 mm. meters uh three tackle breaks a line break and offload 33 tackles how did you rate our the two starting front rowers and in particular barnett uh playing his first game for his new club against his old club yeah, probably just what he needed um, to get that out of the way and give give him a bit of extra motivation. And again, when we were talking about the um, the pregame uh, handing over the, the debut jerseys, he was he he was sort of somewhat emotional as well and saying, "Look, I just want to do the jersey proud. I want to show you boys so I'm here to to rip in for the club." And he, and he certainly yep. did that. Um, a different, I think we're talking about foils. Well, he's probably a good foil for AFB as well because he's a different shape prop. Um, yes. is, is where AFB's yeah, sort of like that uh, thicker set, solid meter reader. Uh, Mitch Barnett provides yeah, a different body shape and um, a few different um, aspects of his game as well. Yep. Um, in terms of AFB, he he's I wouldn't say he was quiet, but I didn't notice him as much. But in that second half, he kind of came into his own a bit, and those post-contact mm. meters were really starting to um, become valuable. Yep. Um, because when we had limited possession, and, and I, I must admit, like, I didn't notice a lot of him throughout the game, but then, but he's still like 135 run meters, 40 post contact meters, 
three tackle breaks and 26 tackles. So it's still a very good um, day at the office. Well, but it was because all starting, a whole starting pack, except for Egan at hooker, ran for over 100 metres, whereas last year that, was, that wasn't something that was happening. So maybe last year uh, AFB was a standout because he was the only one that got the metres for us, the only one that was working hard, whereas, you know, now we've got some, yep. some guys that can complement them. Um, speaking of which, uh, I thought our back row, extremely good, um, ex- particularly Jackson Ford. Yeah. Um, you know, mate, we, we've spoken about this and, and we'll openly admit it. When he, when he signed yeah. with the club, our attitude was, who the hell is this guy? Um, they sold him as a, as a 50 game first, uh, 50 games for the dragon. And we, we did, we did some research and he played 39 of them in, in reserve grade. Yeah. Um, we really thought he was going to be a depth signing at best. He'd play reserve grade, uh, just that generic forward type player. But but he, he was given an opportunity in the trials. He, he didn't disappoint, and he's taken that into round one. He, he had 150 run meters, three tackle breaks, a line break, two offloads, 25 tackles. Um, but mate, for me, he showed more in that one performance than his entire Dragons career. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how did you rate? How did you rate him? Mate, he was fantastic. Um, again, I am I'm more than happy to have got my face after after that. I mean, I, I I was thinking he was nothing more than a New South Wales Cup depth signing. That yeah, made a tri- He trialed well. He's obviously impressed Webby with his attitude. Um, offensively, he was he was involved in everything. Um, yeah, he had a bit of an offload. He was backing up breaks. Made a line break himself. A bit of an in and away um, down yep. the sideline. And mate, it's 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 exciting because. Um, you know, we, we weren't expecting much from this bloke. He could be a real diamond in the rough. Well, that's the thing. Like, the, the big the big back row off-season signing was Murata near Kore, and, and yeah. Murata had a, a had a good game. But, um, you know, playing uh, – Murata playing on the right and Jackson playing on the left, it was Jackson Ford that was the guy that really shone out uh, in yeah, this game. Yeah, he stood out, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of standouts, uh, Torhu Harris, uh, just a natural leader and, a, and an absolute workhorse, got through his customary 145 run metres, a massive 51 tackles, played the full 80-minute complement, I think, as well. Um, one of the things I loved about Torhu was that that captain role now seems to be sitting really well on his shoulders. Um, you know, he, he's he's... Asking questions of the ref, he's keeping them honest. Uh, he spoke really well at the post-match press conference. Uh, how did you rate Torhu's game on Friday night? Oh, mate, just a, a, what you come to expect from from a professional player like Torhu. He was he did he did everything. Uh, he's involved yep. in everything: uh, meters, tackles, bit of ball playing, as we come to sort of expect from him now. Um, yeah, he was chirping away at the uh, referees as well, keeping them honest. Must have learned a yeah. thing or two from Pricey. Um, yes. <laughs> one, one thing I will say about Tohu that was really um, encouraging is when they were looking for a captain, or they were looking to appoint the captain this year, he said, don't just give it to me, um, mm. let me earn it. And yeah. like, he's your classic, like I think we said last night on, on HTV, like he's, he's a Simon Mannering style leader. Instead of like talking and barking at them like someone like, say, Pricey, He's like, rolls his sleeves up and says, follow me, boys. And, um, yeah, it, fantastic. It, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting, isn't it? Because the last four captains that the Warriors have had, uh, Ryan Hoffman, Simon Mannering, Roger Tuovasashek, and now Torhu, are all are four guys that aren't known natural talkers. They're, mm. 
the more of those guys that are kind of get in, do the hard work and, and kind of lead from the front, yeah. say, hey, guys, follow me. Um, but, yeah, Torhu, absolutely outstanding. Uh, and which brings us to Wade Egan, uh, close to being best on field, I thought, uh, yeah. with his efforts in the middle of the park. Uh, he had the one try, one try assist, four tackle breaks, a line break, a line break assist, 33 tackles, and that was in 65 minutes. Uh, he was forced off the field with that that back slam HIA assessment. Um Mate, he's, he's really turning it. He's been a slow burn for us over the past couple of seasons, yes. but he's really he's really turning out to be the 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 number nine that we need. Uh, you know, he's not flashy. He's not like a, a Harry Grant or a uh, a Brandon Smith uh, kind of of player uh, or an Appy Corusau or a Damian Cook. But what he brings to our our side is exactly what we need, which is a, a little bit of toughness. Uh, just you know, no no frills. Uh, just get in, get the work done. Yeah, nothing crazy either in his game, like nothing nothing silly in his game. And, yeah, he's, he's, I think he's kind of, over the years, he's progressively unlocked his running game. He didn't, he yeah. really didn't show much of that in his first couple of seasons. But um, since then, uh, particularly on, on Friday night, he was regularly running and catching the markers offside and getting us six to goes. And, mate, look at his stats. He, he was involved in absolutely everything um, and got the got the game-winning try. Um yeah, yeah. This, this this could be um, this could be a defining season for him. Absolutely, and and for those that do play fantasy or, or super coach, um, you've got guys like Harry Grant who got ninety one um, playing hooker on uh, for, uh, Thursday night for the Storm. Wade Egan ninety nine uh, fantasy points or, or super coach points, uh, which is massive um, in super coach. Uh, you know, getting That's up huge, close yeah. to 100. So, yeah, so that that was really good for Wade. Uh, mate, just briefly, our, our bench impact. Dylan Walker uh, from the Brents, I thought he provided a lot of energy and impact to the game. He plays that 14 role really, really well. We knew he was going to based on how he played that at Manly. He's kind of just brought that game from the, the Northern Beaches and uh, just transplanted it into our Warriors gameplay. 117 run metres off the bench, 25 tackles, all in just a 40-minute performance. Um, how did you rate Dylan Walker's uh, first game in a Warriors jersey? One word, energy. Uh, that's what he brings yep. to the side. Energy, versatility. Um, mate, he's going to be uh, he's going to be so valuable for us this year, being able to play yep. off the bench, playing that middle forward role, filling a dummy half. He can play centre. Um, and that's ama- yeah, amazing to get over 100 run metres um, coming off the bench. Even even slot in the halves there as well. He's he's yeah, he's looking right at home. He is. Um, Bunty Afar just just the sixty four run meters and twenty tackles in his twenty eight minute performance, and then you had Tom Arley who only got eight minutes at the end of the game, but he had fifty two run meters in just four carries. Um, it's kind That's of amazing, like chalk yeah. and cheese between the two. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Nothing about against uh, a Bunty, but um, we really need uh, these replacement front rowers that are on the bench to really come on and, and carry on what guys like Mitch Barnett and uh, AFB uh, are laying down in their first stints. Um, yeah, a bit disappointed that we only saw Tom Arley for eight minutes, considering how well he trialed, mm. especially in that Tigers trial. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on those two guys? Yeah, look, you would expect it will be a different story this weekend. Um, coming up against the different side with a big pack. Um, I don't know whether it was tactical or what, but uh, when Tom Marley came on, he made a difference. Um, he, he he made an impact. Uh, Bunty, 
Bunty was solid, but Bunty's always solid. Um, you know what you're going to get from him. And it's just interesting to see the the use of the bench in the coming weeks. Particularly, we're going to be going to for a day game on a Saturday afternoon in Sydney, and then we're going to North Queensland. Yep. So I think yep. it's crucial that we get the that forward rotation sort of happening, and that these guys get a few more minutes. Um, well, speaking yeah, of forward rotation, yeah, speaking of forward rotation and, and a few more minutes, uh, Josh Curran, um, we we know that he's carried a calf injury during the off-season, mm. uh, which was the reason why he withdrew from the selection in the uh, Indigenous All-Stars uh, team. Um, got very limited minutes, only played the 19 minutes, nearly scored with his first touch, made 10 yeah. tackles, but he had no real opportunities come his way in attack. Um, do you see him getting more game time over the next couple of weeks especially as you said we've got two games that are going to be played in um you know heat conditions one here in sydney one up in north queensland uh, do you think he'll get more game time over the next coming weeks i i expect that he will um it's just yeah it's a bit of a concern for me that if he is still a little bit underdone with that injury he doesn't you don't obviously want to um see a flare up there again but um yeah like the, the play didn't really go his way on friday but um, he's a quality player. We know what he brings, the energy he brings yep. in attack and and um, that never-say-die attitude of his. So yeah, I well, expect that he will see more game game time, for sure. Well, the, the thing that uh, these guys, these four players that are sitting on the bench last week and then picked again for this week is that they've got pressure coming from the reserve grade side. The reserve mm. grade team had a, had a great win over Newcastle, I think it was 40 to, to 22 uh, last weekend. And then you add into the mix that um, our boy Jazz Tavanga, uh, he makes his return to the playing field this Saturday in the reserve grade game. He's, he's been picked at lock after having three surgeries during the off-season. Um, so you can only expect that a guy like Jazz uh, won't be liking the fact that he's, he's not in the top 17. Mm. Uh, and he'll be, he'll be really putting pressure on these guys uh, over the coming weeks to, to get his, his name back onto that team sheet. Um, mate, uh, player of the match ratings. Uh, the the Dalliums have changed this year, and I, I like what the Dalliums are doing. So for those that aren't aware uh, now, the, the Dallium, uh system is that they're going to have two judges for every game. <coughs> Each judge awards a 3-2-1. So there's a possibility of six points being up for grabs, uh, as we saw last week in, I think, uh, Cherry Evans got six. Uh, Chance Nickel Klukster got six. Um, there was a couple of other guys. I think there's uh, Jeremy Marshall King. Uh, he got six points in that Dolphins game. So we're kind of going to adopt the same kind of thing. Uh, Rob's going to give his 3 2 1 each week. I'm going to give my 3 2 1. We're going to keep a, a running total. Um, so, mate, who's your 3 2 1 for this week? Um, it's really hard. Really yeah. hard. So many contenders, so many good players. Um, three votes. I've gone Torhu. Uh, yep. Two votes to Wade Egan and one vote to Ed Cozzi. Awesome, mate. Yeah, I went uh, similar to you. I went three votes to Torhu. Um, I went two to Chance Nickel Klukster, and I went one point to one vote to Wade Egan. So that that would have Torhu sitting at the top with uh, six uh, Ruin Hammer points. Uh, yep. Well, we're we're going to call ours. It's not the Dally M. We're going to call ours the Dean Bell Medal. Uh, for, yep. uh, named after our first captain and warrior number one. So uh, Torhu sitting on six uh, points in the Dean Bell medal. Um, what have we got? Wade Egan on three, uh, Chance on two, and Ed Cossey on one. Um, 
So we'll, we'll keep that updated each and every week. Uh, also, too, I've um, pledged to donate money to uh, Roman, uh, one of uh, Jazz's mates that's um, going through a bit of a battle with cancer. Uh, so my, um, my uh, pledge is that I will donate one point for every point every point the Warriors uh, one dollar for every point the Warriors score this year 10 points for any win uh, so we scored 20 points and got the win so that's thirty dollars so my pledge uh, update at the moment is sitting at thirty dollars and I'll I'll keep updating that each and every week uh, that'll be a post on Instagram every week uh, you guys can keep me honest and accountable on that yeah. Um, so yeah so 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 far thirty dollars in the in my pledge towards um, towards Roman uh, mate Let's have a look at this week's game. Um, we've got the Warriors versus the Roosters. The Warriors travelling across the Tasman for the first time to take on a, a Roosters team that were well and truly plucked by the Dolphins last week. Um, no easy task for sure. We spoke about there's going to be a bit of a heat conditions uh, for this game as well. It's a three o'clock kickoff. Uh, mate, do you want to go through that team list for us? Yeah, mate, love to. Uh, unchanged 17 from last week. Uh, number one, Charles Nickel Klukster. Um, Ed Cozzi and Marcello Montoya on the wings. Braden Viliami and Adam Pompey in the centres. Tomate Martin and Sean Johnson of the halves. Front row of Adam Fanua Blake, Wade Egan and Mitch Barnett. Second row is Jackson Ford, Murata Niokore and Tohu Harris at lock. On the bench, we've got Dylan Walker, Bunty Ahoa, Josh Curran and Tom Ale. And on the extended bench, we have Vili Vailea, Freddie Lusick, Ronnie Volkman, Tuiapiki and Bailey Sirinan. Uh Yeah, what a luxury to be able to pick the same 17 two weeks in a row. That doesn't happen very much. Well, that at least hasn't happened often in the last two weeks. Uh, with the yeah, da- Dallin still out with that injury, uh, it's going to be about another four weeks. So, um, yeah, Ed, Ed definitely deserves to have another run there in the, in the wing. And, yeah, Adam Pompey with his um, fairly strong game last week retains his spot in the centres there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, mate, as you said, no real surprises with team selection. It's a great luxury uh, to be coming off a win, have no injuries from the 17 that played last week. So you can just pretty much rename this the same uh, side. And it, it kind of gets that cohesion going week in, week out, guys playing together. Um, mate, Ed Cozzi, he, he retains his spot on the wing with Dallin out for a month uh, with a calf injury. So... The, the onus now is on Ed to make that spot his own and and, yeah. and force Dallin to to really you know come back through reserve grade and, and work hard to to get his spot back in the team, um, mm. make it very hard for you know for Ed not to be picked. Um, again, mate, I expect the Warriors' experience forward trio Barnett, Fanua, Blake, and Harris to to lay that platform again. Um, you want them to be su- supported by Bunty and Tom Arley when they're introduced into the game, and I'm I'm expecting. With a three o'clock kickoff in Sydney, with the weather expected to be about thirty degrees, that mm. we're going to see a different bench rotation this week. Um, yeah. I think we'll see like shorter stints, but more of them. Um, you know, uh, try and get some of these bigger boys a bit of a rest. Um, similar to last week, I think Ford and Niakore will play long minutes. I'm hoping Josh Curran, as I said, as he gets more and more uh, minutes each week and, and proves he's overcome his calf injury, I think he'll. Probably looking for maybe 25 to 30 minutes this week um, and, you know, bring him in prior to halftime uh, so he can play that, you know, 10 minutes before halftime, maybe 10, 15 minutes after halftime. 
Um, but for me, again, I think Dylan Walker's the key. He brought a lot of energy last week when he came into the game. Uh, as I said, he gets into that first receiver role. He runs hard and with intent at that the A and B defenders. Um, he has the ability to bring the halves into the line at pace, uh, who can then you know utilise the outside runners off the hip or drift across, turn someone under, or or look for a width on the outside. And it did happen a last time, a couple of times last time against the Knights. Um, the Roosters make classier opposition than the Knights. Let's no disrespect to the Knights, um, but they have a few omissions um, in key positions. Matt Lodge, he's out for an extended period with that facial fracture. They've got Fletcher Baker comes into the starting side for them. Uh, Victor Radley's been named uh, to play, but it, you know due to HIA protocols, I, I don't know how. Seen. Yeah, because yeah, it's only a six-day turnaround for the Chooks, yep. so I thought it was seven days that they had to go through. Um, and you know, big Jared Warrior Hargraves, he's still out as well. Uh, the Roosters' depth, there, uh, particularly in the middle forwards, will be tested. They've got both the Baker, uh, sorry, the Butcher Boys playing uh, on the edge. They still haven't got uh, Tupanua. They're missing Angus Crichton through uh, mental health. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a little bit of inexperience there. For me, you know, the big one in in for them is uh, Joey Manu coming back in the centres. Um, I want to see our edge back rowers putting defence on uh, putting some defensive pressure on Kiri and Walker, take away their space and time, make them rush their decisions, hopefully create some errors that we can capitalise on. Uh, for me, I'm picking a, a Warriors narrow four point edgy seat victory game this week. <laughs> How about you, mate? What are you picking? Yeah, look, Roosters, you, you can never take them lightly. We don't have the greatest um, record against them of recent times. So I think, as Jay has said in the comments here, we can keep Teddy, uh, put pressure on Teddy as well, reduce his impact, and Kiri as well, and, and do what we should have done in his debut game and put pressure on Sam Walker. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that'll go a long way to, uh, to helping us get the victory. It'll be tough. It's going to be warm conditions on a Saturday afternoon. I think, as you said, it's been hot hot down there in Sydney. It's definitely hot up here um, still. Yep. So, yeah, it, it'll be tough. But I'm going to stick with a very nervous two-point victory. Uh, I just want to go... Around like crazy. <laughs> I just want to go to the comments there. Uh, Kenny Wills, you're an absolute champion. He's, uh, he's going to jump on board. He's going to pledge $20 for every win uh, the Warriors get this year uh, in my... Pledge to um, support Roman. So, mate, you're a champion. Uh, love you, brother. Um, mate, if you're going to be watching the game uh, pacing around your lounge room, I just want to remind anyone that who's coming out to Allianz Stadium this week uh, that Richie Morgan from Warrior Nation, he's organised a, a pre-game meet-up for all the Warriors fans at the Olympic Hotel, which is across the road from uh, Allianz Stadium at 308 Moore Park Road, Paddington. Uh, that's going to kick off at about 11 a.m., uh, so we encourage and invite any Warriors fans to come along to that prior to the kickoff of the New South Wales Cup game. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna be there for that for that. Uh, hopefully, uh, I'm gonna reach out to Cam George and, and Cappy McFadden see if they'll make an appearance and come and have a, a beer and a chat. Um, we have spoken to Glenn Critchley uh, over the past couple of weeks, and after the reserve grade game, we're hoping that the um, that the reserve grade players will will come to the special uh, Warriors away supporters bay, which is Bay 29. So if you haven't got tickets for the game, jump onto Ticket Tech now, um, get your Warriors supporters bay tickets, uh, and if you're a, an Aussie Fan Pass member, uh, you'll get the uh, exclusive members only code, uh, which gets you 10% off those tickets for those bays. But 
yeah, I'm looking forward to catching up with everyone uh, in Sydney, uh, Sydney-based fans this week. Um, Richie was going to be on tonight to to have a bit of a chat about the event, but um, he's in Melbourne on a on a work uh, conference, um, so he, he couldn't be here. Uh, but yeah, he'll be out there uh, on um, on Saturday. Everyone who knows Warrior Nation knows Richie Morgan is a massive uh, fan and a, and a big presence. Um, so yeah, make mm. sure you you go and say hello to him. Uh, mate, let's have a look at um, the other games for round two this week. Yeah, let's... Exactly. Thursday, 9th of March. Good day, that one. Um, Panthers versus the Rabbitohs. Uh, 8pm, Bluebet Stadium. No changes for the Panthers. The run on 13. Um, but Matt Eisenhuth, he comes on the bench for Scott Sorensen. The Rabbits. Latrell Mitchell named, but could be a late inclusion. Daniel Saluka Vafita named to replace injured Tavita Totola in the front row. Michael Cheekham named to start for the injured Joy Arrow. And Jed Cartwright, the new face on the bench. If Latrell plays, I'm going the Rabbits. If he doesn't play, I'm going the Panthers, basically. He's I'm one of those ex- players that could, could, could just affect the result like that. I'm exactly the same, mate. Um, uh, a Latrell-led South Sydney to win or a... Uh, Panthers victory if Latrell decides to have this one out. Uh, mate, Friday night, uh, what a cracking six o'clock game. This would be game of the round any other round. Um, we've got the Eels at the Sh- and the Sharks, six-pack game at uh, Combank Stadium. Uh, Eels getting their second home game. And I think the Eels are going to be stacked with a couple of home games early on because I think they lose their stadium. Two-thirds of the way through because of the Women's Soccer World Cup. So, yeah, for the Eels, Sean Russell, he's been named on the wing to replace Isaac Lumi Lumi. Um, and no other changes for the Eels. For the Sharks, Nico Hines still unavailable. And that looks like it's going to be an extended period on the sideline. They're mm. talking about uh, four to six weeks. Uh, so, Braden Trindle, he wears that number seven jersey again. Uh, Jack Williams is out injured. Wade Graham, he copped a four-match suspension for his uh, high shot. Um, Connor Tracy and Roy Sunt, uh, the new men to come into the team. Uh, for me, mate, I'm... Nico Hines is a big out for the Sharks. I, I, I'm just going to stick with the Eels. I thought the Eels did well to to only lose uh, in a golden point thriller last yep. week to Melbourne. Very hard to beat Melbourne in round one, as we all know. Uh, so oh, I'm yeah. I'm going to I'm going to pick an Eels victory. Yeah, look, no Hines, probably no victory for the Sharks. I'm going to go with the Eels. I think it'll be close though. But yeah, I'll go yep. for Eels victory. Game two, uh, we've got the Broncos versus the Cowboys. Uh, Broncos at home, Suncorp Stadium, 8pm kickoff. Uh, the big in for the Broncos here is Reese Walsh. Uh, he's been named at fullback, which pushes uh, Selwyn Cobbo back to the wing and that forces Jesse Arthurs out of the 17. Uh, for the Cowboys, Toddy, he's sticking strong with that 17 who did the job last week. Um, mate, I'm, I'm actually tipping the Cowboys here and... I, I think this is going to come down to the wire. This could be a golden point thriller on a Friday always night. Always does. Always does yeah. with these two teams. Yeah. yeah, it's always a massive game at Suncorp. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Broncos. I think I think there may be a bit of Reese Walsh, Walsh magic and there'll be the, why did we let him go? Let him go. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. in saying that, I mean, he probably just needs to run out onto the field for that to happen. So. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a very, very close game, as it always is, between those two sides. Yeah, but Broncos in a close one for me. Saturday, yep. 11th of March, uh, the first game, uh, Roosters versus Warriors, 3 p.m. at Allianz, as we touched on. Roosters, Joey Manu back into the centres. Corey Allen out of the 17. Uh, Fletcher Baker, he replaces Matt Lodge in the front row. Victor Radley, surprisingly named at lock, but could very well sit that out due to concussion. 
Uh, no changes to the Warriors 17. As I've said before, we're both picking a very, uh, very tight Warriors win. Tight. Yep. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, game two, this will be a rip snorter at, at one of our favourite stadiums in Australia, KO Stadium, yep. which is at Redcliffe. Uh, no secret. We made make no secret of the fact that we had a great time going there last year. Fantastic place to watch footy. So close. Made to some great memories, didn't we, mate? Hey, created awesome. some great memories there. Absolutely love the the Redcliffe uh, period in the club's history. But anyway, back to the Dolphins who are playing in their I guess their spiritual home. Um, yep. And for them, the, for the new boys, the Dolphins, Ray Stone unavailable due to injury, and uh, Mason Teague, he's a new man on the bench for the Raiders. Sebastian Chris uh, retains a fullback spot. Jordan Rapana out suspended. Albert Hopawadi comes in on the wing. I'm going to stick with the Dolphins. I think they can keep the magic going. I think Uncle Wayne, when he's not when he's not operating at the door <laughs> at the, of the Redcliffe Leagues Club, he's, he's causing upsets on the footy field. Bit of an in-joke. Oh, um, he runs the door at the Redcliffe. was a dead ringer for Wayne. But um, I, I'm going to go with the Dolphins in a close one. I wonder if all the celebrities will be there. Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah. Jack Black. Um <laughs> But, uh, what, what is he? Uh, Barry the Baptist. Uh, Barry the uh, Baptist uh, security. <laughs> uh, the, I, wonder if, I wonder if uh, Henry Rollins is returning as the ground Henry announcer. Rollins. Spoken yeah, word to her. <laughs> CSC for Talakai is uh, head uh, bouncer in um, inside the club. Mate, I, I tipped the Dolphins last night and I've had a rethink. I'm going to go the Raiders. Um, just to, I, I just think all that emotion from last week, I think the Dolphins yeah. might be on a little bit of a downer. Coming into bit this of a game, come this down. Week. bit of a come down. Uh, I'm pretty sure guys like Elliot Whitehead uh, and Corey Hadawira Naira will make sure that they don't give uh, Felice Kafusi a, a, yeah. a very cheeky grin to to cause him to <laughs> to see the red mist. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Raiders in this one uh, in a close J- one though. J- Jay's gone the Dolphins 13 plus. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> be good to see. Um, game three of Super Saturday, we have the Storm against the Bulldogs, 7.30 at Amy Park. Storm, Tyron Wishart, named to replace the injured Cam Munster in the halves. Isn't he versatile, uh, mm. son of Rod? Um, Aaron yes. Pane, our, our good buddy, uh, named on yep. the bench. Good to see him back in first grade. For the Bulldogs, yep. no changes. Um, Cam Serraldo sticking with the 17. They were outclassed by the Sea Eagles last week. I, I, I think the Storm are going to be way too strong, 13-plus. Oh, absolutely! This is going to be uh, yeah. this, this is this is going to be a really bad outing for the Bulldogs. Um, you know they got hammered last week, and and therefore and against points differentials, just going to be um, hammered in this game. Uh, yeah. yeah, Storm, Storm, easy winners. Uh, which brings us to Sunday, um, four p.m. The Tigers at Leichhardt Oval for the second week in a row. The match uh, of the day as well. <laughs> match of the day TV game, Channel Nine. What are you thinking? Um, the Tigers <laughs> up against the Knights. Uh, I don't know how this came about. Anyway, uh, I, d- I think after last week's performance, I don't think we'll see a packed out Leichhardt Oval. Um, oh, Tim geez. Sheens, though, he's, he's named an unchanged Tigers side. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if Api Corusau, who's named to start, will will come, will start the game or whether they'll bring him off the bench again. I, 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 the game was... I think they were down 12-2 by the time he came into the game last week and was well and truly over. Interesting that uh, old John Abakman hasn't been named, not even on the extended bench. So yeah. how far away from uh, his Tigers debut, I'm not sure. Uh, for the Knights, Dane Gagai, he returns in the centres. 
Uh, Jack Johns, he's been named on the bench uh, to replace Adam Elliott, who's out with a groin injury. And Tyson Frizzell, he's named despite missing 65 minutes of the game last week due to HIA. Uh, mate, I'm going the, the, the Knights. I can't, I can't confidently tip the, the Tigers after last week. I, I, had, I had the Tigers last week, 13-plus, and they embarrassed me. So, yeah, Knights. As they, as they tend to do. Um, yeah, I, last night on, on HDB, I, I picked the Tigers, but I've had, I've, had a, I've had a change of heart on this one. I think I'm going to have to go yeah. with the Knights, but with no confidence. It's going to be like a 14-10 game or something like that, isn't it? It's going to be one of those low-scoring games. In fact, my mate Brad, um, who's a massive Tigers fan, shout out to you. He sent me a message for me saying, this is exactly how it's going to go. Um, Jackson Hastings is going to have an absolute blinder. The Tigers fans are going to absolutely turn on Brooks. Yep. And it's going to be a bloodbath in a 14-10 yeah. into the Knights, he said. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and the last game of the round, mate, uh, is the Dragons up against the Titans at uh, Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. That's the Dragons' first hit out for the year. They had the, the bye last week, uh, so they had an extra week's rest. So, um, mate, for them, they've named Terrell Sloan at fullback. Jaden Sullivan, he's been named to partner Ben Hunt in the halves, even though Talatai Amon has now yeah. uh, been cleared to play from that no-fault yeah. stand down. Yeah. Uh, Moses Umboy, he's been named at hooker uh, in an interesting. Uh, Selection, um, off-season signing. Our big, our good mate, big Benny Murdoch Masilla. He's going to make his club debut in the back row, uh, and a young boy guy by the name of Tony Toby Couchman. He's going to make Benny his NRL Couchman. debut off That's the bench. That's a name, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, for the Titans, uh, Kieran Foran's been named despite having an injury concern. Uh, no other changes to the seventeen. Mate, I'm picking the Titans. The Titans looked good last week with Foran at in yeah. six and Brimson at one and. Uh, David Fafita settled his contract now. He's, he's signed on for another three or four years at the Titans, yes. I think. So, yep. um, so yeah, uh, mate, I, I think the Titans, I think the Titans will do it easy. Yeah, yeah, I think the Titans will be too strong. But, yeah, again, we haven't seen the Dragons this year yet, so we don't know what to expect. But uh, 1B Inga tells me they're going to be uh, ordinary. So there you go. I'll take his word for it. Um, and, and, the, yeah. and the Sea Eagles, they get the bye this week, mate. So they get the two points for the bye. Which will Seeds. keep them in the top four, I think. Seabold's <laughs> still undefeated. <laughs> still in, heavily yeah. entrenched. <laughs> heavily um, entrenched in that manly system, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, guys, don't forget, live show's coming up. Um, we're going to uh, keep bringing you these live shows on a Wednesday night, and um, there's plenty more events that you guys can get involved in. Um, next Wednesday, 15th of March, we're going to have our live, uh, live show game review. But before that, um, if you guys check on Tuesday, the 14th of March, we will be appearing on Sam Rebels' channel um, to preview the Cowboys versus Warriors, uh, the round three game with him. A big uh, Cowboys fan, Sam Rebel, but a good friend of the show. Uh, what's the Wobble and Jaw podcast? That's the one. Yeah, so check that out on YouTube. We'll be yeah, we'll be there on Tuesday, the 14th, but we'll be back live with you guys on Wednesday to review the hopefully uh, a two-point or four-point win over the Chooks. And um, we're also going to be uploading some pre-recorded content pretty regularly on our um, YouTube channel and anything else that's newsworthy. So, guys, make sure that you do um, subscribe to our channel. As we said, there's plenty of incentive for you. Once we get start hitting those milestones, we'll be giving away some merch. So you can grab yourself some T-shirts. Um, but, yeah, so plenty more coming up for us this year. Absolutely, mate. Uh, we're we're kind of become the darlings of the podcast of the uh, webcast uh, 
thing at the moment. We, we had to hold the ball. We were on his channel last week. Go and check out um, his stuff. Absolutely great stuff. Really enjoyed that uh, yeah, chat with him good, last good night. Time. Really, really professionally done. Uh, Sam Revel, we've had him on before. Uh, we get to jump on his channel next week and uh, really looking forward to that. He's always uh, a great guy to chat to. Uh, and then the following week, um, we've, we're going to be on with uh, Warriors NRL Fanatics. He reached out to us yesterday. We're going to be on his show, I think, on Monday the 20th uh, to chat about the, the Warriors-Cowboys uh, game from, from round three. So, um, yeah, that'll be a first for us. We haven't been on the Fanatics channel before. No, we haven't. Um, making our debut. Plenty of debuts. Making our do. Plenty of debuts coming up. Um, but as, as Rob said, uh, we're reserving our live show for Warriors content only this year. So uh, what, what we did tonight, that's pretty much a taste of what you're going to get all, all year, uh, where we just basically break down the Warriors game. Uh, if we do get any live chat guests, obviously – We'll be bringing them on as well, similar to what we did with Cappy last week. Um, so make sure you subscribe to the channel, as Rob said. Show your support so you don't miss any of the streaming content. Um, also, too, uh, just a little one, regardless of where you live, make sure you head to the One New Zealand Warriors official membership page to show your support for the club and get yourself a club membership. Uh, for us Aussie-based members, you can purchase an Aussie-based Fan Pass membership which gives you some great members' benefits, such as exclusive passwords to unlock a 10% discount on, on game day tickets in the reserved Warriors away supporters base, uh, as well as uh, members-only emails, uh, members-only events, and 10% off club merchandise at the official Warriors store. So make sure you head to the One New Zealand Warriors uh, website, or if you've got the app, go to the membership app, um, yep, and you can, Kiwi. Yep. Yep, you can jump on there. Um, before we wrap it up for the night, I just want to acknowledge and thank our wonderful supporters again, especially our Patreon supporters uh, and you guys, our YouTube subscribers. Your awesome support enables us to upgrade our visual presentation, bring you this uh, through StreamYard uh, and bring you the content the guests you can you enjoy so much. You can also head to our Patreon page to show your support. Subscribe to our bronze tier, which is at the lowest amount possible at $3, which is next to nothing. And as I said last week, uh, we should have our other Patreon tiers up in probably the next two weeks, which will include merchandise as well. So for your subscription, you'll get some, some Ruin Hammer merchandise. Before we go, I just want to say happy birthday to my man, Rob. Uh, what are you, 42 tomorrow, That's mate? 42 tomorrow, yep. 42. Yeah. So uh, from from everyone at the Ruin Hammer family, mate, I just want to wish you a, a very happy birthday. Um, you know, I hope you have a wonderful day, mate, and uh, get spoiled. Uh, it's going to be a hard one for you. Uh, you know, only only the only Dommy there to celebrate with you tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, she'll, she'll still spoil me. Yeah, so uh, it'll, be, it'll be good. It'll be a great day regardless. Yeah, going out for dinner tomorrow night with folks as well. So, yeah, it should, yep. should be good. Yeah, another year. Yep. Another year older. Yeah, but thanks, mate. Absolutely. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Um, no worries. Hammer mentioned before about merchandise as well. Just quickly, if you do want to grab yourself some exclusive Ruin Hammer merchandise, grab yourself an Ed Cozzy tee or grab Hammer's got the, the locks shirt on. we got locks, second rowers, front rowers, positional tees. we got players, ex-players, um, and all sorts of different Warriors uh, shirts celebrating all things Warriors. So go on there, have a look, and um, grab yourself – Pick yourself up a bargain. Absolutely. Uh, mate, that's it for tonight's show. Uh, thank you to all you guys who uh, continue to support us, whether it's through Patreon or watching us through YouTube or subscribing through YouTube. Um, it, your support is very much appreciated. Mate, before we go, Bauke Mernshaw's just said an hour is a good length of time. Will it be from 7pm after Daylight Savings? Uh, yeah, possibly. 7 or 7.30. Um, 
oh, like for me, it's, it doesn't really matter because I've got no one here. But Rob's got a young family uh, that's in the background there, so uh, whatever works in best for him. But yeah, possibly seven more than likely, seven o'clock thirty. Yeah, 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 yep. yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. Don't forget, um, Sydney-based. Warriors fans, get out to the game this week. Show your support of the Warriors. Jay Harris, I'm hoping you're coming down for this one, mate. Uh, a couple of uh, beers. Malcolm's and... going to be there. Malcolm Earnshaw. Malcolm Earnshaw. Make, so, yeah. make, make sure you come up and say hello, Malcolm. Uh, really keen to meet you. Uh, and anyone else uh, that can get to the game, come and say hi. Uh, let's have a beer at the Olympic Hotel and then head across and watch two Warriors victories this weekend. Um, again, mate, happy birthday. Hope you have Thanks, a great buddy. day. Everyone stay safe. Uh, and We'll see you next week. Take care, everyone. Go the Warriors. Go the Warriors.